Welcome to Wake Forest University Department of Counseling podcast. I'm Dr. Bob Nations, one of the faculty members with two more faculty members today. and We've got an exciting topic. I'll let them introduce themselves and then we'll share our topic. Thanks, Bob. I'm Dr. Shannon Warden. And I'm Dr. Mark Scholl. And we're going to be talking, Dr. Scholl, about the career counseling with ex-offenders. It's an exciting program, Mark. It really is. Um, how did you learn about the need for career support services for ex-offenders, and what made you to do something about it? Actually, um, I learned from one of my graduate students uh, who uh, was a probation officer in Washington, North Carolina, and uh, he was my student in my career counseling course, and uh, he had this idea for a career support group for ex-offenders who were his clients as a probation officer, and he asked me if I would... uh, co-lead the sessions with him and I was just really intrigued and I went to one uh, group meeting and I was just hooked. It was just uh, this amazing uh, combination and blending of emotional support and career counseling in one session. It was it was fascinating. Yeah. I love uh, Mark. One of the things I have loved about getting to know you since you've come from East Carolina University to Wake Forest University is learning more about your ex-offenders career training programs. And I know we share in common, you, you mentioned probation, and that's how you really found this particular need in the community. And so my husband is a chief officer uh, here locally in probation and parole. And so you not only felt really strongly and, and invested there uh, on the coast of North Carolina, but have brought that here to Winston-Salem as well. Yeah, and I want to thank you because when I was uh, trying to uh, start up a uh, career support group here in Winston-Salem, I was finding it difficult to get started, and you suggested that I try the library. And the library was perfect, and it's been a home for for these groups uh, for about two and a half years now. That's terrific. I know, um, in fact, you might want to say you all meet I don't know how often, but there's some multiple times in a year that you hold these training sessions with local ex-offenders in the community. Um, tell us a little bit about that, what it, an actual meeting looks like, maybe how many uh, people might be there and what some of the content that you cover is. Okay, so we have uh, four primary topics. One is uh, assessment. Um, another one is resume writing. A third is interviewing skills. And a fourth is job search strategies. So the first meeting is uh, assessment, and we, we cover the idea of uh, kind of a social justice perspective where we view one another in the group as allies. And that's really important because the folks in the groups come from a background where they felt the need to kind of be guarded about, uh, you know, their past and also where they've been, uh, they've been exposed to a lot of criticism, and it's difficult for them to think in terms of the strengths that they bring to the table. So we, we talk in terms of the philosophy of uh, allyhood, and that the folks in the group, usually about four or five individuals in a group, a typical group meeting, they are allies for one another. So we don't expect, uh, 
we don't want them to expect us to do for them, but for them to uh, to to rely on one another for resources and uh, good ideas that that uh, that are usually uh, provided because the people in the group are a variety of ages and experience levels and levels of education. So, and that's one of four parts of your curriculum. So it starts off with this alliance or allied mm-hmm, type mm-hmm. of approach, and then what happens next? And then what we do is we talk about uh, metaphors, uh, surprisingly. So the idea that I hit upon was asking people to describe their metaphor for relating to the future. And we give some examples, like some people might see the future as a roller coaster with ups and downs and twists and turns, and you're kind of you're kind of locked in, and you uh, you don't know what's around the bend. But then there's some that are more hopeful, like a, a great ocean, you know, where you can use your navigational skills to to survive storms, and uh, you have a lot of options in terms of which port uh, to aim for. And uh, we encourage uh, participants to provide their own unique uh, metaphor. So it's really nice. You know, I'm a fan of metaphor, Bob. Yeah. I think, oh, you yeah, know, we, we enjoy we, that. We do. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, I'm interested in this, too. You know, as I think about students that are considering the online or the campus, Master's in Arts and Counseling, will listen to these podcasts and get a, a, a real good flavor of our interest in faculty and uh, what we have some expertise in. Uh, one of the things that I think about the students that may listen to this may think about counseling being more of like a one-to-one type of um, training that they'll receive and they'll go out and hang up a sh- shingle or do something like that or work with individuals. Uh, sometimes folks will have that kind of expectation. But you bring up the idea of group work, and that's an exciting part of what counseling's about. And talk about this specifically around your ex-offenders program. Why is group work best rather than one-to-one? Well, I mentioned previously the idea of allyhood, so yes. so building this sense of uh, weeness that everybody's kind of uh, helping one another. And another one is there's a lot of heterogeneity in the group so that uh, folks can use their strengths to help one another in the group with uh, ideas and feedback. But I think something that's really important is the idea that um, – when you're working with a group of folks who have one thing in common, they've all been incarcerated, they have a lot of credibility with one another. So if you give somebody some feedback and then two other group members agree with the feedback, well, then it it gives more credibility to that feedback because those peers have been incarcerated as well. And so that's always a nice dynamic to have in a group. That's wonderful. I know just from the uh, being married to, uh, again, probation parole guy, Yeah. Um, you know, Stephen is highly interested and invested in, in what you're doing, Mark, because so many of those um, uh, clients, group members, won't necessarily have the um, opportunity, the, um, the open door, the expertise that somebody like you provide. Um, and so here you are bringing this a new passion, these years of investment in this particular work and this particular population, bringing that to our area. And so 
uh, Stephen, and I've, I know he talks with others there as well, but it's such a big need. And, and I know uh, from him, I know Bob, that he regularly posts when Mark, when you're doing your groups. And so, and he is out there, you know, in the lobby sometimes, you know, just encouraging folks or in one-on-ones encouraging folks to come to your meetings. Because again, it's not, um, especially maybe even in the group, but one-on-one or in group, it's just not something they've got a lot of opportunity for and you're really meeting an important need in the community. I really appreciate, and I really appreciate um, Stephen's support because uh, I'll talk to group members and I'll say, "How did you find out about the group?" and and they'll they'll mention Stephen or a probation officer that he works with, and uh, it's great to find out who is making these uh, referrals. And I really appreciate. Uh, Stephen's support especially um, I'm sure on his behalf you're welcome I, you know I've said before I'm a cheerleader type and I, I really appreciate that because I know I can imagine some of the faces in that room and maybe you know some of the disadvantages that they have had and hard knocks uh, so mm-hmm. to speak and, and consequences that, that they have incurred and there you are not thinking you're aware of those things but what are you doing you're focusing on their immediate need and for um, the self-esteem as well as the skill, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. resume writing, the interview preparation. Um, and it all starts off, I love that. I love that, Bob. It all starts mm-hmm. off with just that sense of community there in that room, that allied, allied hood. Mm-hmm. I believe you called that, Mark. Yeah. Ally hood. Ally hood. Yeah, I love that, right? Yeah. Just so they have that, Bob, back to your question about groups. Mm-hmm. They have that, the value of group yeah. and the power of group. That's right. Yeah. And, and, you know, so much of uh, the counseling world today, there's an emphasis on group counseling. Mm-hmm. So not only is that one of the core curriculum areas for us as a KREP accredited program, but this is an, uh, a very practical illustration of how a faculty member is out beyond the teaching expectation nobody expects mark you to go out and do these additional trainings or programs it's just something as part of who you are um, and bob i appreciated mm-hmm. you saying that that these podcasts are hopefully a way of uh, students just knowing a little bit more about who the faculty are and what some of their uh, personal I- interests are beyond mm-hmm. the classroom and how they're really integrating that back into the classroom as well absolutely absolutely and also to know that what we do in this profession is to make a difference in people's lives and that's our hope and we all go into this because of you're hearing things like mark talking about how passionate he is about that and about how he got into it as a as a way of uh, helping folks and seeing it make a difference in people's lives uh mark do you have some success stories do you have some stories about folks that have gone through the group right now completed it and what does that what will they achieve by participating in the group, what would that success look like? Well, uh, we had a success story recently, and it was a gentleman who had committed a violent crime in his past, and so he had not had any any luck getting hired. I mean, it had been, I think it had been about two years since he had had any employment, and this includes part-time, temporary, and it was very interesting because there was one group meeting where we were trying to uh, coach him on interviewing skills and how to stay on message and talk about his strengths. And he would just always revert to venting and griping, and he was bitter about his past, and he would talk about coworkers that he resented. And I would keep trying to redirect. And finally, I said to him, I said, I said, would you rather do a mock interview or would you rather just use your time in this group today to just vent, to just do some emotional venting? 
And he just said, I'd rather just do some emotional venting. <laughs> so, so much for reverse psychology. It doesn't always work. So we, we honored that, and we just gave him the space to just vent and voice that frustration in that group setting. And uh, the next time he came in, he um, reported that he had, got, he had gotten a job as a, as a, a forklift operator. Okay. So it was really exciting because... I don't know. I like to think that because we gave him the space to vent, he could be more positive in his next <laughs> interview. <laughs> we gave him that outlet, maybe. So that's that's what I hope. But he was very, very excited to re- report to everybody in the group when he came back that he had a job after two years of, of looking and being frustrated. Um, that makes me think what you've said before, <laughs> Mark, about career counseling and just the, the genuine positive regard that in this moment you all are giving him, you know, so that he can vent, but you're also acknowledging him, his personhood, and giving him, again, probably something or possibly something that he doesn't have a lot of opportunity to do, to vent in a supported environment yeah. um, without retaliation. You know, it's <laughs> That's a right. different, right? This right, safety, the, yeah. Yeah, safety. <laughs> so maybe that was the ticket. Um well, this is wonderful. Like the, you all are uh, pr- providing this service, and I know you mentioned we, um, Mark. You've also another. I think one of your gifts is is incorporating other colleagues into your work, and um, you want to say something about that. I know there are a couple of people in. in yeah. I think it's a couple, maybe more, but you've you've been very generous with uh, inviting others into this work as well. So Brian Calhoun has has been uh, a part of it since the start. Um, Heidi Robinson has co-facilitated several workshops, and one of our master's uh, interns, uh, uh, Sandra Burleson, has co-facilitated, and she's been she's been great too. She's really evidenced uh, some great skills, and uh, that. Oh, it was wonderful. It's wonderful working with all these folks. Yeah, I love that, Bob. Mm-hmm. You, know, that's, you, know, you try as a faculty person to involve students and other colleagues. Other colleagues would be one thing, but then to involve a student as well. I mean, those are both, I think, again, great uh, indicators of your investment in what you're doing as a counselor educator, as a career counselor. I mean, you, you are... Um, you know, doing all of this at a high level. So, I, you know, as we're doing these podcasts and really just sharing, so, which is, by the way, so cool that we have this opportunity even to share in this way. But, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully students are hearing there's this level of investment. There are these different ways that I can use my master's in clinical mental health counseling or my master's in school counseling. There are different ways that I can use these. There's plenty of people, plenty of need in my local community. Um, here's one example of where Mark Scholl is recognizing a need in the ex-offender population and bringing the group counseling, the career counseling, um, assessment, uh, you know, bringing mm-hmm. all of this that you are trained as as a counselor in our master's counseling programs. And mm-hmm. so we, you know, Bob, we have, of course, the campus program and the online program. And, you know, I try not to be boastful, but we've been doing this for a while, almost 50 years of the campus program and um, now five and six years of the online and and really going strong for the future. So I I have to tone the cheerleader down to me, but (laughs) it's exciting. It is exciting. It really is. It really is. And I hope students will hear that too, that they have opportunities to work with professors like Mark and Mm -hmm. they have an area of interest they can um, experience what it's like to go to an ex-offenders group and participate in that. 
and also that we're, we are highly invested in our students and they, they work with us in doing presentations at conferences and going into the community and we work with them to find areas that they're interested in uh, being a part of as well. And Bob, I've got to say, I'm glad you mentioned that, that Sandra Burleson is actually an online student. Um, oh, that's right. I think lives yeah. maybe a couple of hours away or, you know, in, is back and forth to Winston-Salem some. But this just, again, for that student who's curious about our online master's or our online MA in counseling hmm. programs, this is, you know, this is evidence of um, yet another way that students are involved with uh, the, the mm -hmm. face to face time yeah. that they have with faculty. Uh, also, you know, it's been encouraging to me, and I've heard from several of y'all as well, that when we're at conferences, we see our um, master students, our online and campus students presenting, yes. and that's sometimes with faculty, and it's sometimes doing their own poster presentations uh, as a graduate student. So just hats off to you, Mark, for all that you're doing to support student learning. I know this harkens back to you as a as a career counselor at UNC Wilmington some years ago, just really a student-centered, student-minded faculty person trying to incorporate in the student, always with the eye. This is what I love about Mark Shell, always with the eye on the community, though. Thank I you. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it, Shannon. Thank yeah. you, Bob. You're welcome, Mark. Glad to have you with us.